Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I have been most uh, season here uh, on Tuesday nights, by my f- friend here, Kenny Taylor. Uh, who, we're here to break down a Wednesday slate for you guys. Uh, it's going to be a nine-game slate. And, uh, man, we are getting towards the home stretch here, uh, Kenny. People are, you know, teams are gearing up towards the playoffs here. Yeah, some teams that are like, you know, really locking in and, and uh, playing all their starters and everything like that, heavy minutes. And then, yeah, some players or some teams that are, are kind of uh, going to tank mode a little early here, it seems like. So uh, how are you feeling these, these days, man? You feeling like uh, you got a pretty good grasp on the rotations? Um, I mean, outside of a few teams like my Clippers, I have a pretty good grasp on the rotations. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, I'm ready to get into this slate. Love me some late season NBA. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, and I feel like this is a nice little slate to um, go into because there's quite a few back-to-backs. Yeah, yeah, it was a good uh, back-to-back day for sure. Lots of uh, heavy on the back-to-backs there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was excited for the. Uh, I think it was like a four or five game slate yesterday, and um, I didn't do so hot. I just didn't. So I'm looking for a bounce back here. Uh, hoping uh, I did. I did hit the money line here in a few of my GPs, but wasn't what I was hoping for. But I'm gonna get the bounce back here. Anyways, let's run down through some. Um, you know, important injury updates that we have to stay on top of here. LeBron James is out, of course, two to three weeks there with that foot injury. Sorry, Lakers fans. Your uh, playoff hopes continue to dwindle. <laughs> Sucks to you. Uh, anyways, uh, Shea Gildas Alexander also out in that health and safety protocols. He's been out for a little bit, but looks like the Thunder might be pivoting towards uh, towards tanking at this point. So a little interesting development there. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is actually returning to the lineup. Seems like he'll be back in the lineup, so that's uh, interesting development there in Houston. We have P.J. Washington and Charlotte doubtful with a foot injury. Jonas Valanciunas questionable with a calf injury, which is a big one there. D'Angelo Russell uh, for the Lakers also is going to be doubtful uh, with that ankle injury. We have Josh Richardson uh, on the Pelicans. I almost said Spurs. He's not in the Spurs anymore. He's on the Pelicans now. Questionable with a quad injury. And then we also have Isaiah Stewart. Out with a hip injury, and Jalen Duran still out there over there, uh, over there in, in Detroit as well. So that's something to keep our eyes on. Uh, ben Simmons of the Nets is out with a knee injury, and Max Struess is questionable with an ankle injury. Any thoughts on the back-to-backs, uh, Kenny, and any guys you could see foresee maybe uh, sitting or, or maybe getting their minutes slashed since they're on the back half of a, of a back-to-back? Yeah, I mean, first game I want to get into is probably going to be the Lakers on this back-to-back because mm-hmm. after you saw the night that um, Anthony Davis had tonight, <laughs> seemed like he exerted quite a bit of energy. Plus, I've seen him take a couple tumbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to be seeing him suit up tomorrow. And um, mm-hmm. I'm feeling good about Lillard coming in tomorrow on the back-to-back. Uh, when it comes to Memphis, I felt like a few key guys could sit, um, particularly Ja, maybe even JJ as well. And outside of that, I really see nothing that just like glaring like, yeah, this person might be sitting out. Yeah, that's interesting, though, you say that by Anthony Davis, because I think um, I think the Lakers are really in panic mode right now uh, trying to get, you know, into that playoff or playing, uh, you know, seating there. And obviously, no LeBron James. I'm leaning towards Anthony Davis playing, so let's just talk about it. Let's just go ahead and talk about that Lakers and OKC game because I got a lot of interest in this game, obviously. I'm sure you do too, Kenny, not just uh, in, in Anthony Davis. But, but yeah, Anthony Davis at 10-2. I think, you know, as long – you know, obviously stay on top of that. If he isn't playing, um, there are some other really great uh, plays you can go to here. But, you know, I'm of the mindset that he is playing. I've still got 
three Lakers here on my on my short list here. Uh, but I, I think I think he will play. So it's kind of interesting that you know we're a little bit on the opposite sides there. But they tell me a little bit about who you like there on the Lakers. You're you're, you're assuming uh, Anthony Davis is going to be out. So who's the uh, highest on your list there? Yeah, um, target number one for me in this um, Laker OKC matchup is actually um, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, yeah. He kind of underperformed expectations today. I uh, think he missed every single prop that he was on, <laughs> and I think he gave you less than um, 20 fantasy points, but I really do feel like this is going to be a great bounce-back spot for him. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know he's going to be getting 30-plus minutes. Yeah. Second favorite player on the Lakers is actually Bo Bamba. Mm-hmm. Again, this is if Anthony Davis sit, but even if he do play, I still have very little interest in him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do feel like any bigs, when they get a chance to go up against OKC, it's going to get them a couple easy boards, possibly a couple blocks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we don't have too many left drives since SGA is not playing, but um, still, um, mm-hmm. good block opportunities. And when it comes to that, on the OKC side, mm-hmm. I actually have um, two players of interest. First mm-hmm. one is Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. Again, that's another person who underperformed a little bit to um, tonight, but mm-hmm. when his shot is falling against the Lakers team who don't really have the best perimeter defense. I really do feel like that's an easy 20 actual points for him to put up. Mm-hmm. And speaking of shots falling, if Anthony Davis is out, I'm actually going to be having um, Dario Sarek in a few of mm-hmm. my GPPs as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some of those names are the same with me. I've, I've got some interest in Vanderbilt, Vando, uh, for sure, 4,900. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for me, and you mentioned already, uh, Kenny, though, is that the minutes are safe. No LeBron James, so he should be in that 25 to 30 minute range there. Um, so, you know, as long as he, he's in that range, it's a decent price tag. And like you said, this matchup here uh, for, against going against anyone that, you know, is good on the boards, uh, it, does, it does work out for him. So I do like some Vando. The one guy I have on the Lakers side that you didn't mention, uh, and again, I'm assuming Anthony Davis is playing, but I do like your Mobamba call if Anthony Davis does not play. I think that's a great one. But if uh, Anthony Davis does play, I'm going to probably lean towards Austin Reeves at 3,800. Seems like he's the guy getting, you know, 25, 27 minutes uh, off the bench there over in Lakerland, even though he's not starting. And so he's getting plenty of minutes there. Um, he's a shot to fall, obviously, but I still think it's a good price tag there. Obviously, it's a good matchup against anybody. Uh, anybody playing against the OKC Thunder uh, is a good matchup here. So uh, I actually do have some most interest in Austin Reeves as well. Uh, the Thunder side, I've got, I've got a couple of guys there as well. Um, a couple you didn't mention. I've got Jalen Williams at 6,200. Uh, we just saw him go off and have a huge game, so it feels a little bit like we're chasing here. But, you know, they played Giddy. Uh, what was interesting to me is they played Giddy, I think, 19 minutes in this game tonight. And so I'm curious to see how that, you know, how that works going forward. Because if they are really just going to start tanking like hardcore and they're going to play Giddy, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game or something like that uh, and Shay's out, you know, Jalen Williams is the guy. He's that dude. Uh, he had 28 points tonight. Um, you know, I think it's a decent matchup. I think the Lakers are a better defensive team than they were to start the season, but still a decent matchup here. So I think, you know, Jalen Williams is 6,200, someone you can definitely graduate, gravitate towards. There's a couple of guys in the, like, 5,700, 5,800 range that I like as well. So, you know, I probably will end up with them a little bit more. But if I could have a little bit of uh, extra cash at the end, spending up at Jalen Williams makes some sense. Uh, I've also got Lou Dort at the 5,100. He's a guy that just had a sneaker. 
uh, did not play well. But in the past, historically, without Shagel's uh, examined lineup, he is a guy that has stepped up and, and had a bigger offensive role on this team. So I think he's a good GPP pivot there. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him. And then, yeah, you mentioned him already. Uh, not so hidden gem, I guess. I thought he was a pretty well hidden gem. Dario Sarge, man, I've been talking up this guy since he got traded to the Thunder. I was like, I'm looking at this Thunder front court. I'm not seeing a lot of depth here. And hey, we're getting into silly season. Dario Sarge might play 25 plus minutes the rest of the season here. We don't know. But yes, uh, Dario Sarge, he's a great uh, DFS player and fantasy player. Not necessarily the best real life player, but yeah, I think I got some interest in him uh, on this slate for sure. And uh, hoping a lot of people are off him. But I don't know. Since you're on two county, maybe he's going to have high ownership. I thought. So we'll see. Uh, but let's move on, man. Um, so we talked Lakers, OKC. Let me uh, let me ask you, man, because I've only got I don't really have another game here that's got a whole lot of plays in it. So who, what's your you know next favorite game here on the slate? Um, that's favorite game on the slate. Um, oof, man. Um, I'm actually going to say um, Suns Hornets. OK. All right. I don't actually think I have a single play in the, <laughs> on my list here. But, but come at me, Kenny. Let me know what you got, man. What are you looking at? Well, right now I have um, three cash pieces that I like on the Hornet side. Right. Hayward, I hate to say it, but Smith mm-hmm. and Oubre. Um, really don't see myself having all three in a single cash lineup, but you really have to about 60, 65 minutes with two of those players combined on the floor. Then if you're trying to get into GPPs and you're really trying to go stars and scrub, you could put a little bit of JT Thor's into your GPP lineups for 3K. His production on the floor isn't the greatest, but he is giving you about 20 minutes, and you can't go cheaper than that. Um <laughs> That's true. Uh, what about yourself? You say you don't have no. any interest, but for yeah, I think those three cash game pieces, how do you like yeah, it? No, I no, I do like those for cash games. I think I think what you mentioned there, that's the reason I don't have them on my list, because I play only GPPs. I'm uh, not going to play any cash uh, for this slate. So it makes sense that I don't have those guys. I was looking at Dennis Smith Jr., but you know, at that price tag, I'm like, dude, this guy could put up a dud. I mean, he might have put up 25 DK points or something like that, and it's a nice little return on that price tag, but... Um, but it's not, it's not going to jump off the page at me. It's, you know, I think there's other guys that are not in game slate you can gravitate towards that have higher upside for sure. But yeah, cash games, yeah, I think I think I like those calls for sure. Uh, you know, obviously no little metal ball in this one. Um, but yeah, I think what you did mention there, JT Thor at 3K, that is a guy that I would definitely throw into a GPP lineup. Uh, I'm not expecting a whole lot, more like a punt point type play uh, than anything else. I don't see anyone else that's like 3K though on the slate that I I bought a roster. So if you need to go there. Then there you go, there you go. But I've got uh, a couple of guys under 4K that I want to talk about here. So you, you got anybody on the uh, other side of the ball over there that you're looking at, a Phoenix side with, uh, you know, obviously the big return of Kevin Durant. So how, how does that uh, suit you? Um, that really just take all my interest off of just about anybody on Phoenix. Right. But if you feel like a blowout is to be expected, I feel like you might want to throw a little dart at um, Terrence Ross for 3-5 in the GPP. But outside of that, I don't have too much interest in um, any players on the Phoenix side. Yeah, I feel like there's other guys in that 35, 3600 range um, that, uh, that I want to roster anyways. So I'm not super duper interested uh, in it. So, uh, But let me talk about it, man. Let's just talk about Let's go to my, my favorite one here, obviously. Uh, one of my favorites here, Chicago and Detroit. My Bulls. Uh, winners of two of the last three uh, dropped a game tonight, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Toronto's a tough game. 
tough uh, team, but they're playing Detroit here, which is not a tough team. It is a bad team. <laughs> I expect the uh, fully expect the, the Bulls to win this one. Uh, their spread right now hasn't been as fair as by five and a half points. I think I think it's a good a good line there for the Bulls also. But let me talk about it, man. Um, so you know, I, I was mentioning guys under four K. There's two of them here. I think you can really look at, especially for GPPs. But I think even for cash games, honestly. And I'm gonna start off with with the guy I'm most confident in, which is Alex Caruso at thirty four hundred. I mean, you know, he's gonna play power forward to you know shooting guard in that range here for the Bulls. He's got steady minutes. He's not gonna be sat at any point by by the Chicago Bulls. He's gonna get you know he's gonna get those those minutes are there. They're his uh, unless he gets hurt. He's gonna be out there playing. And thirty four hundred man. I mean, I'm usually not a big Caruso guy for DFS because I just don't think he's he can't shoot. So it's like one of those guys, like it's like that kind of caps his ceiling considerably here. Um, but he's had games in the past where he's absolutely gone off. And I do think, you know, this is a good game environment where it's going to be sloppy. He can get a few extra steals, hopefully. Uh, those rebounds and assists are always going to be there. He's got a very nice floor. And so I do like him at 3,400 here. I'm going to throw him into his main line as I can, really. Uh, the other guy here I'm going to mention on the 4K that's on the Bulls also is Patrick Beverly at 3,600. The price has climbed up a little bit here. I've been rostering him actually, but the 3300 mark, he did really well for me tonight. Obviously, uh, he had like uh, I think eight points and seven rebounds and a couple assists and like a steal. Uh, so that's what you're looking for, man. That's you know a solid 24 to 30 uh, you know DK points there at 3600. That's really not that bad at all. So uh, those are two of the the cheaper guys I'm looking at. Are you looking at anybody on the full uh, side, man? Uh, when it comes to Chicago, I don't have any interest on any player on the Chicago mm-hmm. side. If I wanted to take a dart, I think I was just, you know, put in that one Patrick Williams line for four nine and just, you know, hope for the best with him. Mm-hmm. But I really only have interest in the Piston side and Diallo is probably my favorite for both cash and GPP. Um, coming in at four sets, he has an upside to get about 35 minutes. Um, you know, he's really able to do a little bit of everything when he's out there. Um, floor is probably going to be about 15 to 20. Cylinder is probably going to be about 35, 40. Then if you really want to um, go by recency bias, you could put a little bit of stock into Mr. Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he had a nice little performance in... Um, Hey, who did they play? It was was it Toronto? No, not Toronto. Forgot mm-hmm. who they played, but he had yeah. a nice little performance. Um, what was it? Twenty points, um, almost twenty three points. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, if you want to go on that, you can spend up a little bit more. They're playing Charlotte. And, That's what they're. Oh, Charlotte. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to do that, you could go there. But outside of that, the only other thing I'm really looking at on the Piston side is putting um, R.J. Hampton into a couple of my GPP lines for 3-1. His minutes, I'm not really sure what they're going to be. One game he plays eight, the next one he plays 25. But if he could get his shot going and this game blows out, that could be an easy 20 DK points for 3,100. Yeah, with Diallo and Hampton, one thing I would definitely, you know, caution against is just definitely look out for those Jaden Ivey and Bojan Bogdanovich minutes, you know. Um, I know right now they're both not on the injury report. So if they're both going to play, I mean, that might, I think, I mean, think Diallo will still get about 20, 20, you know, three minutes, somewhere in that range. But, um, but I don't know about RJ Hampton. He might be out of the rotation, to be honest with you. But maybe he does. I don't know. I don't know. 
Pistons suck, so maybe they just go and play their their crappy you know young players as many minutes as possible, which is probably what they should be doing anyway. So, um, but I'm, I'm not sure about that one. But but yeah, no, um, I think the one the good call though that on your part though that I definitely agree with though is that James Wiseman. Uh, let's talk a little bit about him because you know obviously no Jalen Duran and no Isaiah Stewart. A lot of people are going to gravitate towards James Wiseman because of the big numbers he's had recently. But like you said, man, they just play the Charlotte Hornets, and I'm, so I'm not. I'm taking that with a grain of salt, a very big grain of salt. And, uh, you know, I am actually a big Wiseman fan. I think he's going to be a decent player in the league. I think he's got some insane athleticism. Yeah, I like watching him play. But um, but the Bulls are tough against the center position, and he's 4,800 now. I mean, what you're looking at, I mean, that's that's basically ceiling price right there. If he gets 30 you know, DK points for you, yeah, you hit 6X value, but, like, that's just not going to do it for me. So, yeah, I think that price tag combined with the fact that, you know, it's a little bit fluky what he's been doing recently, uh, as you alluded to. You know, I think that's uh, that's going to strain me away from from James Wiseman. So I'm gonna let everyone else eat that chalk, quote unquote, and I'm not going to go there at all. So, uh, but I do want to mention here on the other side, of the Bulls. I did have one more play here, uh, Demar Derozan, 7900. Um, don't know what's going on with Demar. I mean, I've been watching these Bulls games. Obviously, I'm a big Bulls fan, but uh, you know, he hasn't really been in, that involved in the offense. He's been kind of sitting back, letting other people take over. I know he had that hamstring injury. Uh, which put him out for a little while, and then that could be it. Maybe he's just trying to take it easy, trying to keep himself healthy in case they do make a run here. But I'm looking for him. I mean, this is you know again the Detroit Pistons, not a good defensive team. I'm looking for him to make a statement game to have one of those you know 30, 40 point explosions, which we all know he's capable of, and uh, it could be here. So we'll see. How, we'll see how that goes. Well, let's move on, man. Let me uh, let me have you pick, pick a game for me. Who, what are we talking about next? Um, you know, let's just actually go to the last game of the night. Mm. Portland, New Orleans, the return to CJ McCollum. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, don't know if I have a story or a um, interest in that storyline. I think CJ McCollum's fine. I think his price tag's fine. I think Brandon Ingram's fine. His price tag's also fine. I do have some guys here on my list, though. They're both on the Portland side. Um, first and foremost being Drew Eubanks at 4,400. I don't know if I'm going to have him a whole lot. In my lineups here, but obviously no Nurkic. He's been getting solid, you know, minutes in the low 20s to mid 20s. And you know, Pelicans. I mean, they, they've honestly been struggling recently to guard the center position. So I think Drew Eubanks is, an, an, I won't say sneaky, not quite sneaky. I think some people will have him, but I think he's going to be pretty low owned, and I think he's a solid play. I don't think he's got a huge ceiling, obviously, but I think he's solid. But uh, what about you, man? What are you looking at over here? You know, the funny thing is, I did like a center for Portland, but it was actually Watford. Oh, okay. Um, I really do feel like he has just about the same amount of scoring upside as him, but it seems like he's a more higher energy player. Mm-hmm. And Chauncey Billups seemed to like running with him in the past few games they played since the All-Star break. Um, outside of that, uh, it always burns me when I do this on <laughs> Portland. <laughs> so you probably shouldn't do this, but this might actually be a nice little spark for um, Sharp mm-hmm. at 3-8. Again, typically it burns me whenever I play him. I was never mm-hmm. able to get one of his like 25, 30-point nights when it came to um, DK, but on paper, <laughs> pace to play, back-to-back, I really do like, him getting about 20, 25 minutes and actually producing in that spot. 
I like that young man, man. He's uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's athletic as hell, too. So I, I like him a lot. I'm hoping the best for him. I have another uh, trailblazer here that I'm looking at, though, that is not him. I'm looking at um, Cam Reddish at 4,500. <laughs> I hear Big Side. You got him, too? Look, um, I rostered him a couple nights ago when um, I thought he was going to have the highest usage rating he had since high school. And um, it burned me a little bit. Yeah, he could burn you. He could burn you. Yes. So <laughs> let me go ahead and say that right there. It's very um, – I don't know if i call it high risk, high reward quite. So it's it's on the borderline of that for sure. But he's been a little bit more steady recently with Portland because he's been getting the minutes here. Um, and really that's, that's all we're looking at here is the minutes. But – 4,500, that's creeping up to, like, you know, you're getting into real players now. And Cam Reddish, to me, is still not a real player. Uh, so, uh, not yet. I mean, I think he's a very very talented young man. I think he's got, uh, got some upside there. So, maybe I'm wrong long-term about him. But, uh, you know, so far in his career, it's been a pretty rocky rocky ride for sure. So, so yeah, a little bit of a hold-your-nose-and-pick-him type thing. But, but I do think there's some upside there uh, with uh, Cam Reddish at 4,500. So, um. Let's talk about uh, – how about this one? Memphis and Houston. I like some plays here. So Memphis and Houston, I um, think it's going to be a pretty you know, fast-paced, up-and-down matchup. Obviously, anytime Houston's involved, I like to take some Memphis guys. But I'm going to let you handle the Memphis side. I got the Houston side here. And I'm going to go Jalen Green at 6,500. I do like him here in this matchup. I know Kevin Porter Jr. might be back, uh, probably will be back, according to Coach Silas. But even so – I think that Jalen Green's got that uh, scoring upside there, and he could, you know, at any point in time, go off for 30 real-life points. And I think this is a matchup where that could very well happen, especially if Memphis decides to sit a whole bunch of people. I think people are going to gravitate towards the Memphis side. And I, I actually want to take the Houston side because I'm feeling Houston in this matchup for some reason. Something in my my heart and my gut is telling me Houston's going to beat this 9.5-point spread and make a game out of this for sure. So, uh, And then we got K.J. Martin also at 5,700. This guy's been balling, man. So uh, it's good to see. I think he's been a very talented player. I've been buried behind, you know, Eric Gordon and some other guys over there in Houston. But recently he's been putting up, you know, 30 to 40 DK points. So I'm pretty much on the regular. And uh, so at 5,700, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much going to lock him into my lineups here, Kenny. So I don't know how you feel about those plays. And then, you know, talk to me about the Memphis side as well. Um. Uh, I, I decide. Um, when it comes to Houston, it's, you know, kind of risky to, you know, roster anybody from a team who's just trying to get Wimba Yamba this year. <laughs> but I do like some of the calls that you had. But one player I do have interest in on the Houston side that you did not bring up is actually um, Ty Ty. Mm. Um, you never know what you're going to get with him. Um <laughs> But I still think you're going to get 20 minutes since, like I said, this team is trying to tank. So if you could give me tie side for 20 minutes at 4K, I might have a little bit of interest in, in them. Going to be able to get you about 20 DraftKings points. But when it comes to the Memphis side, um, I I am going to have a little bit of interest in um, Luke Kennard mm-hmm. at 3-4. Again, whenever you can have a shooter against um, Houston, um, they could go off for a good amount of points. And the second player that I'm going to have on the Memphis side is also going to be another cheap player, but just a little bit more expensive. And that's Dylan Brooks. Mm -hmm. Again, when you have a shooter against the Rockets, it just I I don't know. It just seems like a goldmine. And Mm -hmm. for 43, Dylan Brooks is willing to take any shot that he can get. And if you could give him about eight three point attempts in this game, 
I really do feel like connect on four, get you a couple of rebounds as well, get you about 25, 30 drafting points for 43. Um, yeah. Outside of that, there was one player I forgot to mention on the Pelican side that I am going to have interest in on my GPP, and that's um, Hernan Gomez for 3A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, especially if um, – if uh, Jonas Valanciunas does not play, I think that's a good good call for sure. Someone I'd be looking at for sure as well. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, I like that Dylan Brooks call. I think that's a really good one here. Um, this this uh, you know matchup kind of reeks to it, it, it yells and screams that uh, yeah, a guy that gets out and just jacks up shots is probably going to go off. Could go off. He's got that big ceiling on him, so I do like that a lot. Uh, I got a few other guys here on my list here, Kenny. I'm almost out. If you guys don't already have it, get the DFS pass. Four ninety nine a month. And you can go ahead and talk to us in our Discord. It's, uh, I mean, you know, we got a couple more months here to get into this and try it out. If you like it, you can get it for the full season next season. So go to sportsethos.com and sign up. And let's uh, let's get cracking, man. Let's go get that money. Uh, let me talk, though, about Philadelphia and Miami. I think this is going to be a fun matchup here. I want Miami to, to keep this close. I think it's very reasonable to think that they will. I think right now it's like a one-and-a-half-point spread. Let me talk about a guy, though, Jimmy Butler at 9000 I feel like this price tag compared to the other stars on the slate is a little cheaper. And, uh, you know, they just played, obviously, the, the Sixers, and Jimmy had nearly had a uh, triple-double, which is just insanity. Um, I don't know if he's going to reach that again. But I like me some Jimmy Butler at 9000 Talk me out of it or talk me into it. What do you think about it, man? Um, I'm not going there myself, but in a GPP, you can't really do uh, much – Right. Much better than that for 9,000, especially right. on this um, slate. Since, I mean, Booker, Holiday, Jalen Brown, Brunson, I really don't see anybody cheaper that can really have an upside in that price yeah. range. So, yeah, none of those yeah. guys really. None of those guys are really like getting my fancy there, man. I'm like, eh, I'm not really that. I'm not really into them. Uh, anyone else in this Philadelphia Miami game you're looking at, man? Um, not on the Philadelphia Miami game, but. A player on a different game with a similar upside, um, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell for 9-4. Yeah. How are you feeling about him against Boston? Yeah, I've been looking at him, and I think, you know, um, people are going to just fade that Cleveland-Boston game. And uh, just because, you know, like, ah, oh, man, these are two good defensive teams. It's going to be rough for, for both sides. Uh, those are the games you want to play the Stars in because, you know, hopefully they're going to be close games, and you're going to see those guys go, you know, shot for shot. I think if you run it with Mitchell, I think you gotta try to run it back with like a Jalen Brown or something like that. I think I think I like that strategy a little bit there. But uh, since I'm not going with Jalen Brown or Jason Tam, I'm not like gonna necessarily lock in Donovan Mitchell. But I do like that call. I think he's um, I think this is a a good spot for him for sure. So, uh, but in that same game though, I'm gonna point out another guy here. I do have on my list. I do have Robert Williams at 5200, and uh, you know, Cleveland plays big. Robert Williams is big. Um, I'm looking at his minutes, though. That's really what I'm looking at here. 31 minutes, and I think it was 29 in the last game or 27. If he's getting that 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 minute, you know, mark there, uh, that's really, I mean, that's making me lick my list because I'm like, man, he could put up, you know, 30, 40 DK points at that 5200 price tag. You know, I think there's some other guys that uh, could do that as well around there, but he's a guy I'm definitely looking at here. So. Uh, that's a guy I would keep on your radar there. Uh, let me move on, though. My last guy here I've got is in this Brooklyn and New York Knicks uh, game here. And I've got Mitchell Robinson, you know, speaking of big guys that, that have some upside here. But Mitchell Robinson at 5,000. 
Um, you know, he's been balling since he got back from his injury. Um, three state game games with 30 plus DK points. I, I don't see any reason he doesn't keep it going against a Brooklyn Nets team that's, you know, basically struggling to to find their identity after, you know, they shook up that roster so much. I mean, they, they had some success early in that, those first few games and then uh, they kind of kind of faded a little bit. So I think Mitch Robb at 5,000 on a Knicks team that's, you know, Thibodeau's coaching and he's going to play 35 minutes regardless of what's happening. Uh, I do like him a bit there at 5K. What do you think about that, man? You know, it's funny. I really thought she was going to go somewhere else with everything you just said. Like, uh, <laughs> Thibodeau's giving him minutes. He's about 5K. He's in the Brooklyn, New York game. But mm. my favorite play, and I'm going to be running him at both cash and GPP, is RJ Barrett for 5'8". I really mm. do feel like a lot of people are going to fade him since yeah. when it comes to RJ in the month of February, you don't know if he's going to get you... 10% field goal percentage or 70% field goal percentage. But the <laughs> thing is, he will get you minutes no matter what. Mm. And I feel like against this Brooklyn team, he's going to be able to have the ability to get to the line. Since I want to say last game he played, what, I think he only took a free throw mm. against Boston. Mm. And Brunson took about, what, 22 free throws? So <laughs> I really do think, you know, the law of averages says that, you know, RJ should be getting to the line this game. Yeah. And I really do feel like that's a great spot for him. And for 58, I'm going to have a lot of interest and I'm going to be uh, a whole lot over the field on him. Um, what yeah. do you think? Am I crazy for this or? No, no. I was looking at him too, man. I, I couldn't quite pull the trigger because of all those reservations that other people have that I too have because I'm just like, oh, man, RJ Barry. He's been such a disappointment in general. Uh, in his career, and uh, I think that is one of the things that you can take advantage of because I do think you're right, though, um, that this is, you know, a good spot for him. I think it's he's going to get the minutes. They're going to be there, um, you know, playing the Nets who uh, play a lot of wings, but, you know, that's, I mean, it's not going to really affect him. I mean, he's he's got that ability to score uh, in spurts there, so I think, you know, I think it could be a home run for you. I think, he's, I think the biggest thing for me with that play is that it is going to be a low ownership type play. And I don't think a whole lot of people are going to be there. So you could smash if he ends up getting you, you know, 35, 40 DK points, which even higher upside than that he has. So, you know, I think I think it's fine. I think it's a good play. But uh, that's I think. Do you have any other plays you want to talk about there, Kenny? Um, uh, I think we hit every game unless you like anything in this um, Milwaukee game. Mm, probably not. <laughs> I genuinely don't play a lot of the people against Milwaukee, and with Milwaukee having you know Giannis, in, it's like there's no usage to go around. I never know what to make of a Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee against Orlando. Uh, I just feel like that's gonna be a blowout. I just I don't have a whole lot of interest there. I mean, I'm sure there's players that they'll probably have good games in that one, but it's a nine game slate. We can eliminate a few games here. I'm cool with moving on. So let's talk about Thrive though. Thrive Fantasy. If you guys aren't on Thrive. Get there, use promo code EATHOSE, get your first pause match up to 250 bucks. And we're going to go ahead and uh, we need some money because we got uh, I've got three plays. I think you said you had two plays there, Kenny. Is that correct? Yeah, I got two. All right, so I've got three. I'm going to start this off and just see if we can knock these out here. I've got Devin Booker under 26.5 points, and that's 105 points against the Charlotte Hornets. Look, Kevin Durant's coming back. Um, that's obviously going to cut a little bit into Booker's usage. I think the Suns are going to struggle a little bit with trying to implement Durant also back into that. Uh, but, you know, it's Charlotte. You know, obviously they don't play a lot of defense, so 
this is a bit of a risky play. I'm not going to lie. But if you look at the real-life books, I think they got his number at like 24.5. So this is a few points above that, and you're getting plus odds. So I do like this under here at 105 points for Devin Booker. What do you like, man? Um, I'm going to go to the same game, and I'm going to go with over 4.5 assists for Terry Rosedeer. Mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to playmaking duties, especially in this matchup, it's going to be either Rosier or Smith. Even though I don't like both of those names when it comes to playmaking, I do need to give him a little edge against Smith. Unless you feel like Gordon Hayward is going to get you about 32 or more minutes in this matchup, which I don't see happening. Really do think he's going to stay around 28 or less minutes this game. Um, I feel like it's going to be a nice little still get Rosier about a little 15 sits lined. Yeah. against the Suns. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, with Gordon Hayward, he's uh, he's going to play that 27-28 minutes. So he's going to showcase that he's still got it and hope that he gets to a better team next season. I think that's all all he's looking at right now. Uh, my next play here is Jimmy Butler, over 33.5, <coughs> sorry, 33.5 points, rebounds, and assists. And that's another 105-plus point, point play here against Philadelphia. I already talked to you guys, you know, I, I'm into Jimmy Butler on this play here. I think this is a good matchup here. I think he likes to play Philadelphia. For obvious reasons, he is one of those guys that just is vindictive and takes things personally. Uh, and so I think that, you know, you're going to get some Jimmy Buckets here. And he's going to put up at least 20 points here, which means he only has to get, what, 14 rebounds and assists, which I think is very, very doable. And you get plus odds there. So I do like that play as well. What's your last one there, Kenny? Um, Last one I'm going with, uh, it's more of a narrative play that I'm liking, and that's uh, C.J. McCollum. Mm-hmm. Over 30.5 PRA. Again, I really do feel like this game is going to have a few late scratches. And I do feel like if it stays somewhat competitive, I want to say the spread of this game is not released. But I want to say the game total probably going to be around a 230 range. I really do see that um, CJ will need to accommodate for about 20 points and um, 10 or more rebounds and assists i like it man i, I like cj mccomb a whole lot so hopefully he hits that for us uh, my last one here for you guys is josh giddy it's another under i've got two unders which is like crazy for me an under 33.5 points rebounds and assists 95 points against the la lakers uh yeah no shade gilgis alexander so i understand why this line is this high it makes sense but only played 19 minutes last night i mean that doesn't necessarily mean he's only gonna play 19 minutes tonight i know i know that but the Lakers are actually a decent defensive team ever since they you know, reloaded their roster there. They've got guys like Jared Vanderbilt over there that aren't bad defensively. And Giddy's just been absolute trash for like a month now. Like I've been watching this guy play, uh, and, and he has not been playing very well uh, at all. So, you know, hopefully Josh Giddy turns it around in his career at some point. But I'm going to hope that he keeps sucking for one more game at least. And he goes under 33.5 points, rebounds, and assists against the Lakers. So uh, that's it, though, guys. That is going to be our show. That's our Thrive Plays and our DraftKings Plays for Wednesday, the 1st of March. Happy March, everybody. Uh, But until next time, guys, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at at BSBPKeith. And, Kenny, where can people find you and your work, man? Uh, People can find me on Twitter at OrangeDFS. Always talk about all levels of basketball, from NBA to WNBA to EuroLeague to NBL. Always talk about basketball. Yes, sir. Always and uh, all different levels. I love it. Uh, but yeah, guys, also follow the show. Leave us a review, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. 
Uh, we need you to go out there and pump these out to people's ears. Let them know about the show. Give us some feedback. Tell us what we can do to improve the show. We need that from you guys. So until next time, though, go get that money.